What's up, everyone, and welcome to the Raised a Geek podcast, where geek is all we speak. This week, we dive into week three of our Halloween series and talk about the movie franchise named after the season itself and its newest release, Halloween Kills. And by we, I mean Chris. And Don. Let's go. And we're back. Another episode of the Raised to Geek podcast. Thank you guys for being here with us. Super excited about this one. I'm Chris. I'm here as always with my buddy Don, who just came back from a Rip Van Winkle type nap that took him <laughs> off the grid for almost 24 hours. What's going on, man? Well rested Don is here. Chris, what is up today, my friend? Yes, I don't remember the last time I've had 12 hours of sleep <laughs> in a uh what was originally planned as a one hour nap somehow transformed into 12 hours of sleep from <laughs> about 6 15 p.m to next thing i know i looked at my phone and it's 5 30 in the morning like what just happened i have no clue uh set my alarm put the phone on silent so i wouldn't get you know a text or a call during so i just wanted that solid hour of peace sleep and man, I don't know. I don't know. It's, this is this is stepping for a problem for me where I just um, stay up too late and wake up too early during the week. Like I wake up 4.30, sometimes even earlier for work every morning, Monday through Friday. And I never go to bed till like 11 or past 11. It's like, I'll be all right. I'm still young, even though I'm not. I can I can manage. <laughs> I can manage my life on, you know, four and a half, five hours of sleep. And I usually do do that. But then you know, sometimes I guess it just catches up with you and whew, I don't know, man. I don't know what happened there. So, so you had I a missed birth- calls from you, missed texts from you and our buddy Tony about plants and war zone last night, missed everything. You missed everything, but you're well rested. You did have a birthday this week, which means you are now a little bit older, but happy birthday, True. Don. I hope you, Thank how you, was, sir. how was the birthday, man? Ah, yeah, man. It was, it was good. You know, <clears throat> to me, when you get older, birthdays just like, are less of a spectacle you don't do the crazy stuff like once you reach our age undisclosed age you just kind of like hang around the house maybe go out to dinner uh whatever is going on in your life like wife kids whoever you just kind of spend it with them but uh yeah that's what me and my wife kind of did just low-key went out to dinner but you know she got me some good gifts got some comic related stuff a new video game some some clothes and stuff i uh was asking for so it was pretty good, man. Pretty good birthday. We lost the birthday party and the kids like birthday, but yeah. the presents didn't change. No, no, no. You still got to get those <laughs> presents. What am I, a monster? Still yeah, I, need st- I still get comic books and video games, you know, like I did 20 years ago. But yeah, those are the things from childhood I carry with me into my old age I, and will never leave. So yeah. that's fine. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, we got a ton to talk about this week, man. Fla- Fandom, DC Fandom is live right now. So we have like cutting edge hot takes coming up here in just a few minutes of the things we were able to see before we just before we had to jump in here and start recording we're going to talk all about new trailers coming out superman news and of course halloween kills which is now streaming on peacock and is in theaters but don we want to thank everybody out there for listening, subscribing, liking, and supporting this podcast, this show. Make sure if you guys want to join the conversation, you hit us up on Twitter at RaisedAGeek. Join one of the, what are we up to, 1,200 almost? Almost? 
getting there, getting, getting it's pushing there. it. That's yeah. awesome. That's awesome. I'm excited. Every time I take a peek at it and see it's jumped another hundred, I just want to thank all of you guys for doing that. But make sure you join those so you don't miss a show, so you don't miss an announcement, you don't miss a poll, anything that Don's doing out there. Make sure you do not want to miss that. And also, you can shoot us an email at raisedagegeek at gmail.com. And let us know your thoughts, questions, antidotes, concerns, anything that you want to share with us. And we may just share it on the show. So we want to once again, thank you guys for what you guys are doing to get us off the ground. Oh, yeah. We're not hard to find. We're out there. So we love to talk to everybody and uh, love the new friends we're making out there. It's it's a fun space and uh, just keep the podcast community going. It's a lot of fun. Absolutely, man. Now, as a quick, quick sidebar. I canceled my Netflix. That is true. You did. And how long ago was that? It's been pushing a month or something, hasn't it? Yeah, I've already resubscribed. Oh, (laughs) yeah. (laughs) So that lasted barely a month. I think maybe I saved $15 by trying to cancel that. See, the idea of deleting Netflix is like a refreshing one. One, because there's a ton of options there's like too many options out there and sometimes your mind makes feel like well i gotta prioritize these like which ones are the important ones what can Mm -hmm. i drop netflix does go through its lulls where it seems like there's nothing um engaging enough there to keep it i've been there myself too Mm -hmm. um i think coming out of the summer lull i was like you know what screw this there's nothing now we're getting into the fall and all the things are taking off and i'm just like oh man that's what I'm curious. That's what I'm curious of. What was the what were the properties or things that like made you be like, ah, I gotta bring it back? Well, I want to watch Midnight Mass. Okay. I I've seen want- the first I've seen the first two episodes of that. It's pretty good. I do want to watch that. I did realize they did another season of the movies that made us, which were all Halloween movies. So that mm. definitely is something that I wanted to watch. I am curious in some way to see what the Squid Games is. The whole world talking about Squid Game. You yeah, know, yeah. It, it became one of those things. So, you know, the whole world talking about it. And it kind of was just like, all right, what is this? And being mm. like a Korean show seems like it's up my alley. If from my understanding, and this is from zero information on Squid Games. I know nothing. I barely knew what it was called. <laughs> if you enjoyed that show, it sounds like you should probably go on to Netflix and check out Alice in Borderland. Because it sounds extremely similar in, from content concept to me and alice in borderland was an awesome first season and i would love to see a second season of that so go watch that if you're looking for more like games murder content (laughs) asian content check out alice in borderland it's based on a manga um the other one is cowboy bebop i know is coming and that opening like credit sequence just looked too too damn cool yeah, they did release that early for a little peek, and that looks super stylized fun. Yeah. Um, I always knew it was coming back for, for yeah. The Witcher in December, so I knew this was a short-lived like hiatus anyway. I'm just, I was just trying to save a little bit of money as my Hulu bill went up for football. Yeah, yeah. So just trying to do that. The Harder They Fall comes next week, so you know. Yeah, there's a few things on there that, yeah, every Netflix does have its moments. Um I'll say about Squid Game. You you'll probably you might like it. I I think it's good. I'm not as huge on it as the whole world seems to be. Like it takes it took over, you know, every meme and every tweet and every thing was Squid Game this, Squid Game that. I think it's all right, but I don't know. You watch it for yourself and see. Well, I'm curious because it just doesn't seem like the type of thing that would. So I'm very curious mm. as to like why has everybody watched this thing? 
when yeah. just from the basic plot description, I'm just like, that does not sound like a thing that would in like Tice yeah. and just entrance so many people. So it's very, very confusing to me, but I haven't watched a trailer like outside of a couple images. I, I know nothing about it. So um yeah, you'll, have to, out, you'll have to you'll out. have to watch it and we'll we'll discuss it. If I watch Tiger King, I got I gotta watch this. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> but Don, let's jump into some fandom news because that is what the talk is about right now. If you well, probably if you're listening to this on Wednesday, but if we jump on our social media right now, it's gonna be all fandom, yeah. fandom, fandom. So let's add to the conversation in that. And the first thing I want to talk about that we were able to see was a trailer for the Suicide Squad Kills the Justice League by Rocksteady Games coming out on PS5 and Xbox Series S at some point next year. Um, we've mentioned before, we're super, super big fans of the Arkham Asylum games. They're some of the greatest games I've put in. I mean, the Arkham Knight, I probably put 100 hours into that game. I was obsessed uh-huh. with it. Played. I did everything but the Riddler trophies in that. I, I 100%, like 99% of that game, except for nobody, the Riddler trophies. Nobody, nobody does the Riddler trophies. You're not alone. It's yeah, too, that's no. too much. I, yeah, no, it's way too much. <laughs> But um, so we don't really know what this game is, but we got a full trailer for this game, a little bit more idea of what we're looking at. So how did this trailer? Are you excited? Yeah. Yeah, man, I am excited. It, we've, we have talked about this game already. Um, but that first trailer we got, I guess, technically would be considered just like a teaser mm-hmm. because it, it was all um, from, you know, cut scenes and like like move kind of like video game movie style trailer this one it looked like um that was some in in game footage pretty much right in that in this one i couldn't tell it it definitely looked like in game like story like cutscenes, but i never saw anything that looked like gameplay and see that's the point that's the point we've gotten to now in this world is it's almost hard to discern between gameplay and movie now how far video games have come like is this actual gameplay or am I watching more cutscenes? You know, it's hard to tell. I, ne- um, I never saw an on-screen like HUD to show health right. or weapons or like anything. And there's very few games out there that can clean up that HUD. Usually sure. there's stuff around the edges that let you know you're in-game. And I just never saw that. There definitely look to be in-game like movies, you know, because mm-hmm. now, like you said, like you, you were just saying back in the day, we'd play Final Fantasy X on the PS2 you'd play have the in game and then they would cut to a movie that you watched and then you'd go back to in game. But now games are so good. Like you don't even realize you're watching a movie, watching a movie. And then all of a sudden you're like, Oh wait, I can move this character now. Yeah. Like the game started again. It's so fluid nowadays. Um, But either way, if that was in game footage or not, it was definitely a lot of new stuff, more detailed from the previous trailer. Uh, In this, we got some, some first looks at some of the characters we're going to be fighting, which is there in the title, the justice league. Uh, You know, I saw green lantern and flash and, and then you saw teases to some of the bigger characters. Like there was a Batmobile and you saw wonder woman's uh, lasso. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, man, it, it, it just furthered my interest in this game. I would say Um, I'm really excited to, to for this one to come out man especially with the multiplayer aspect and how big me and you are on just wanting to have a fun multiplayer game that we could really dive into that's immersive for both people and you can kind of play through the a story mode together which doesn't happen very often and like you said it's the mechanics of rock steady games which has made those batman games we love so much 
Um, so yeah, man, I'm super pumped. I, I'm I'm really ready for that game right now. I am too, but I wanted more. I'm I that. I just wanted to see something like I knew was gameplay. Like I have no idea what this game is going to be. So I really was hoping just to see. Let me see a portion of a level. Let me see something. Let me see what the gameplay looks like. Like even last year for Fandom, they gave us actual gameplay footage for Arkham. Gotham Knights. Gotham Knights. They at least showed us, okay, we could try to piece together what kind of game this is. And we can try to see, okay, I see health bars, I see levels, and you can you can start to see what you're getting yourself into. With Suicide Squad, I have no idea what I'm getting into. Like I don't know what mm-hmm. kind of game it is. I don't know if there are, you know, who know like I don't know. So what I was the levels hoping, are gonna look like and whatever. Yeah, just you know, what's the gameplay? What kind of gameplay loop is there gonna be? Is this a live service game and you're gonna be required to do this that or the other like what is it so it i just really i just want that question answered so bad and i was really hoping today we were gonna get start to get some answers and we still might because you know a lot of people drop the trailer and then they go and do an interview somewhere and start putting out press releases so we may get a better picture um, painted here in the next couple days even to next a couple hours that's what i want but of course i mean rock steady Suicide yeah. Squad, especially if it does shake down to being multiplayer in any way. Yeah, I mean, this is probably a day one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, man. I think that's the thing is I, I see where you're coming from. Some straight blatant gameplay would have been nice and not just mm-hmm. being like, well, mm-hmm. is it gameplay? Is it not? Yeah. But also this is made by Rocksteady, who were familiar with their um, functions of their gaming system since we've played those games. So I expect it to be close, close enough to those Arkham games. Um, but like you said, we don't know for sure. Yeah, I, that's my assumption is that what's what it would be. Uh, but yeah, it'll be cool when like a straight up blatant gameplay trailer comes out. Yep. And I'm I'm assuming they'll have one soon. Oh yeah. I, I, by the end, of, I mean especially depending on when in 2022 it is set to come out. But we also got a look after long, 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 long wait. We got a first peek at Black Adam, starring Dwayne Johnson. And Pierce Brosnan and a bunch of other people that I cannot remember off the <laughs> top of my head, but I know like Hawkman was in it, Cyclone, Adam yeah. Smasher. Um, yeah, you just named him, and Dr. Fate is Pierce Brosnan. Yeah, I just couldn't remember. I didn't know the actors and actresses for these characters, so it was hard for me to... I know Pierce Brosnan and I know The Rock, but outside of that, a little thrown off. But I mean, this is this project has been talked about for years upon years at one i mean at one point it was indefinitely suspended last year never really knew if we were ever going to get this movie but they are in post-production now and we got the first peak of basically i believe it was black adam's debut and he Uh you know pulverized some dude and was in some tombs and where where are you and black adam and just this movie in general um hmm it's interesting i'm as an avid comic reader, I've never been huge on the Shazam character, and Black Adam is his direct arch villain, arch nemesis in in books. Mm-hmm. So, even when back when Shazam was coming out, it looked, you know, I've I've said on the show I haven't even seen Shazam yet, but um, these characters didn't real never haven't really ever done much for me. Mm-hmm. So even even from the beginning when Dwayne Johnson you know, he was announced to be involved in the DC universe. Everyone got excited. Who's he going to play? Who's he going to play? And it came out that it was going to be Black Adam. I was like, oh, I was just like, oh, all right. Mm-hmm. Um, 
so yeah like and like you said this movie's been in kind of a developmental um hell's not the word but just like a a circle that never ends delays and everything so it's it's been a long time and this is our first look at the movie it looks fine um my my main question that i've always had ever since dwayne johnson announced he was going to be involved with the dceu is he going to be too big for this movie Mm -hmm. is it is this i don't know the the right way to say it but like we all know dwayne johnson he's like the biggest name in hollywood if not you know top five Mm-hmm. And just having him in this movie, is it just going to be a Dwayne Johnson movie again? Or, I mean, it's a DC Dwayne Johnson movie. It just seems like, I don't know, seeing him, is he seems kind of just out of place. And I don't know why. And that's just how he would kind of seem almost in anything. Like, if you throw Dwayne Johnson in a Batman movie, it's just like, well, Dwayne Johnson's in this. It's a Dwayne Johnson film. And... Do you know? Do you kind of know, I know exactly what you're saying? Because okay. if you think if you think about these a lot of these superhero movies, they'll they'll pick names. I mean, even if you go all the way back to Iron Man, they picked Robert Downey Jr. He wasn't what he is now. He was no. barely anything. T- That's what made ago. him. That's what made him that, what he is. Now. Yeah, that brought him back. Of course, he you know was a you know, a child star, teen star, and heartthrob, and did all of his stuff, and then he had his fallout, and this was that was his big revival. I mean, Chris Evans wasn't. Right. I mean. He was just name. kind of mid he was just kind of mid tier. Yeah, you know? he existed. We knew who he was. I mean, obviously he played the human torch already, so that was kind of confusing at the time, but they always kind of have a level that they're willing to go to. Now, of course, they're starting to get bigger because we have like Eternals has Angelina Jolie. Sure. And she's big, but then at the same time, she's not big with the audience that Marvel's going after. You know, like right. Angelina Jolie doesn't mean anything to me. Right. You know where, but yeah, I agree with you that I thinking about it and it might've been a portion of what hurt Ben Affleck's Batman. I mean, yeah, was Ben no Affleck way. technically too big to be Batman? Yeah. You could kind of put him in that, that, um, category. I I'm sitting here while you're saying that and thinking, you know, have there been any more recent examples that would make sense, but not really like he's the biggest name they could possibly get. And I don't know if that's going to help or hurt. I mean, it, it's probably going to help because for them money wise, because people will go see a Dwayne Johnson yeah. movie. But is it going to hurt the movie like the way it looks? Is it just like to me watching it? Is this like this is just another Dwayne Johnson blockbuster, you know, with DC yeah. slapped on it and it's Black Adam. I, I mean, I don't know. I think that's why we like Shang-Chi so much, too, because like that was a cast of almost you didn't know anybody in that damn thing. And they just kind of got to play on the merits of the script and the action. And I wasn't worried about Well, I'm watching, you know. Um, uh, I was trying to think. Of, uh, I was, I was trying to think years. of another. Well, yeah, Michelle Yeoh, but I was trying to think of another big name actor right now where it would have been distracting, like more distracting than helpful. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? No, um, I know exactly what you, I, I know what you're what you're going at, and yeah, I, I you could be onto something with that. It might he could easily become very distracting in that movie, and yeah, and especially being a producer coming in, yeah, is it just going to be you know yeah. Rampage two, but with Black Adam right. skin, yeah. It's like the same. I just thought of one where like you got to go back a little ways, but it's like Arnold Schwarzenegger as Mr. Freeze. Yeah, it's like, come on, man, this is Arnold Schwarzenegger. You, you've just you've taken the entire focus of whatever movie you're trying to do right now. We won't get into how much of a train wreck that movie is, but we should. One um, most mostly it is because of him and like his presence in the movie just overshadowed everything. That's what everybody was focused on. I just kind of feel like that's what this might be. Um 
But so what did what did you think of the scene that they showed? The very short clip of like him being discovered in the cave. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I didn't think much of it. It was it was kind of fine, just a little tease. They didn't really show his face or his full costume. It was kind of all shrouded. He did disintegrate uh, a man with his bare hands, though. He disintegrated a man with his hands, and that's another thing. Is I have I don't know about you, but I have issues sometimes with like movies that are just focused on villains. That's been we've talked about it. That's why we don't expect much out of uh morbius or the craven movie or even you know the joker movie suffered a little bit from that it's just like it's hard to build a movie around somebody who's supposed to be bad with no like heroic foil to him yeah which which i always thought was just strange i I thought they might have been better served to introduce black adam maybe in shazam too but with dwayne johnson he didn't want you know he just wants it's his own vehicle it's his own thing he kind of has to do his own thing uh so I don't know. What yeah, did you think? Of it? it looked fine. It looked like a DC movie. They were in a cave. It was dark. <laughs> yeah. They had dark special cave. effects. That's, that spells out DC right there. Yeah. I mean, that's exactly what it was. I mean, Shazam spent half of that movie in a cave, you know? So I don't, yeah, I don't know where this movie is. And yeah, depending on how they portray Black Adam, once again, I'm not the best reference for this. I'm, I never dove this deep into the DC lore before from a comic book standpoint. So I'm not 100% sure where he fits in or what kind of character he is but i mean is this movie going to be fun in any way is it going to be just super dark like i don't even know what to expect from this movie so the scene i mean it looked cool it looked there but dc just doesn't they haven't won any confidence in me that they can pull off anything yet realistically i mean most of what they've done is forgettable i've watched all of them and shazam was fine but i've never had the urge to watch it again aquaman i had fun with never had the urge to watch it again so where does this fall? I don't know. Yeah, I'm with you, man. We'll find out. DC's not known for their fun. I know they've tried to like change that over the past few movies, like the Birds of Prey, Harley Quinn, and Suicide Squad, even to an extent. They're trying to lean more that way, but nothing screams fun to me about that trailer. Um, I'm sure that we'll get a further in. That wasn't even really a trailer. It was just kind of a tease scene. Yeah, it was a 90-second scene. Yeah, so when we get an official trailer, we'll kind of maybe get a better feel for it. But uh, as it sits right now, I'm just kind of, okay, Black Adam. It's a thing that exists. Now, shifting over based on off what you said, we got a trailer for Peacemaker, which is an HBO Max show set to debut in January 13th. But this is basically another based on a villain Mm -hmm. story coming off of John Cena's character from uh, James Gunn's The Suicide Squad. So how did this now, did this look, did this did look funner than Black Adam? <laughs> sure. I'll give it that much. It, this is more, they're trying to get that romp going. Um, yeah, this, this one was, has been announced for a while. We kind of knew this was coming for a little bit. And this is the first true look at what's going on here. Um, I don't know. I don't know about this one either. I, I hate that I feel like I'm shitting on everything they, they've put out so far. But um, nothing about it screams must watch to me mm-hmm. immediately. I liked the Suicide Squad. We had a Suicide Squad episode uh, several episodes back, which you guys can go back and listen to if you wanted to hear our thoughts on that movie. But um, I don't know. John Cena is a charismatic dude. We've kind of been through it. So I'm glad he's kind of got a vehicle that he gets to carry and kind of showcase some of his comedic abilities that, that have mm-hmm. popped up here and there. Um, I don't really know what that show is going to be. If it's just like a comedic thing, uh, comedic action, that's kind of seems like what they're going for. But 
I will be watching it. I'll be looking forward to watch, but nothing about it screamed must watch to me. And I'm like super pumped for it. So yeah, I don't know. It reminded me of kind of like Ash versus the Evil Dead kind of like layer of a show where it's like kind of mixed in with the comedy, but then they kind of, they surprisingly threw in the heart and a little bit of character in that one. And it kind of reminds me of that minus the deadites. And you don't mm-hmm. have Bruce Campbell, which that, that'd be a whole other level that it would take it to if they were able to pull that coup off somewhere. But yeah. it looked entertaining. It looked I was more interested in it than I thought I would be. Whether or not that tone, I'm hoping that there is more heart or layers to it than what they really showed in that trailer. Because, yeah, it's I don't know how to carry like a, se- a series, a season that yeah. way so i mean it looks like there's going to be a lot of character building which would be good so i'm interested in it yeah once again must watch i don't know it still comes down to that dc thing even even enjoying james gunn's the suicide squad i haven't thought about it again right i haven't yeah. i you know i haven't thought about oh i can't wait for that to come back to hbo can't wait to watch it again like i'm or like counting down the days to watch malignant again i uh <laughs> So it's it's still just falls into that category which I I watched it I enjoyed it do I want more of it I don't know and this is going to yeah. be the first taste of that yeah it's kind of nice that this was helmed by James Gunn though because at least you know it will maintain the same feel as the movie sometimes when like you hand off a property to a different creative team you lose something and that's the biggest problem with it but that shouldn't be a problem with this because I think he wrote all eight episodes mm-hmm. and directed five of the eight oh wow. So, you know, it should at least carry that same tone that the movie had. So that's good for, for like the continuity aspect of it. Um, but like I said, I'll, I will definitely watch it to see what it is. Um, yeah, it's an HBO show. And so mm-hmm. far, even, even though HBO Max is trying to really do their own originals and base them off of like HBO and they're not all going to be the same quality of like a succession, mm-hmm. which I cannot wait to come back tomorrow, but that's a whole other thing they uh but i mean so i mean it you know it's like where do hbo originals fit with hbo max originals and this is an hbo max original so is there a difference in quality that comes from that but i will say this peacemaker trailer was the most interesting thing i saw come out of fandom in the first half of it and at least it made me intrigued to a project that i had zero interest in going into it i mean until about two weeks ago i thought it was a cartoon I thought it was an animated. I had no idea that it was there. I still never even went back and saw how Peacemaker's even alive. So, um, yeah, you missed that uh, post credit scene that I told you to watch. You never went back and watched it, huh? No, I told you I didn't <laughs> think about it again. So, yeah, yeah. Um, and I and that's not a knock on the movie. It just I like said DC movies just have a thing, and I I for whatever reason it's just been burned one too many times, and just don't mm-hmm. fall into it. And it's hard for me to get excited for them. I'll watch them all because I do, you know, have a problem. But yeah, I, we like uh, we like comic books. We I like, like comic characters. books, and I love seeing these characters on the screen. I love seeing adaptations. I love seeing more and more people who are passionate about these properties and these characters and want to give them more than just like a cash grab you know going back to you know schumacher and batman and robin and let's sell toys you know and i don't care about you know what it is we're this is what we're here to do we're here to sell toys and I'm, i'm grateful that we're getting this it's just not always hitting and a lot of it's a tone and i know that they struggle not wanting to be the MCU and they want to be the opposite of the MCU, but the MCU is so all encompassing 
and just takes up so much of the conversation and they have their, their pattern and their mold down. So it's hard for anybody to try to do anything different and not be compared. So it's, it's just a yeah. unenviable position that they are in that. I don't know how they're going to get out of it. And the things that they've showed us so far today, hopefully the Batman, when that trailer drops a little bit later today, that, you know, I think Batman is on its own. He's on his own pedestal somewhere off to the side. Yeah. And then also, we also got what? The Flash, right? The Flash. We got a (laughs) 90 second trailer for the Flash movie, which once again, not, I don't know. I like said, once again, I'm trying not to shit on everything. It looked fine. It was, you could tell Michael Keaton was doing the voiceover talking about Barry, you know, whether or not he's, you can go to any timeline in any universe. Why are you obsessed with this one? And it's obviously because he's trying to save his mom. He changes the past. It's the, it's the flashpoint storyline that we knew was coming. And we already know that Ben Affleck's Batman's in it. Michael Keaton's Batman's in it. They kind of did some teasers, but they didn't show you anything. So there's nothing for me to, like be excited about it was just like okay cool i saw ezra miller as the flash and heard a voiceover cool you know it was just a teaser so there, yeah. there's nothing there to be excited about yeah, and this movie is the flash in name only almost mm-hmm. to me it seems like ever since they put out the idea that they were going to be you know timeline hopping and we're going back to multiple batmans ben affleck's batman and Tim Burton's Michael Keaton Batman. It seems like as soon as that information dropped to the public, that's all anybody cares about. Yep. And that's all that movie has on it is Michael Keaton's Batman. Yeah. And this trailer, you know, those were the surprise points. The, the, you saw the pointy ears of the original costume pop up. And then at the end, Ezra Miller's flash, like takes off the sheet, which is, looks like it's going to be the Batmobile from that movie. Mm -hmm. And that's what they're selling this movie on. Mm Mm-hmm for people nostalgic for batman 1989 and but it's called the flash and i don't know what else really is in like what else to really say about it it's it's i don't know what that's gonna be man i really don't i'm interested along with everybody else just because of those batman uh, aspects like i don't care really about the flash honestly i don't ezra miller's flash um yeah if you weren't if they didn't say hey we got these Batmans in this movie and we're going to do flashpoint. Yeah. I would not be very interested in this movie. If they were just doing, Hey, we're going to do a reverse flash movie with Ezra Miller. I, there's a chance I would never watch it unless it (laughs) looked amazing. Like it would have to, they would have to do something special to make, but they're, they're not, they're doing flashpoint, which is arguably one of the flash's biggest stories that they're doing. Mm. It's their way to figure out whatever they're doing with their extended universe and their multiple worlds and their timelines and how they're creating their cinematic universe. And they want to do something different, which is admirable, which is great. I'm excited. I just want it to work. And I like, I just want these movies and these shows to just be good. Yeah. Just make them, I make them dark, make them what you want, but just make them like good and not fluff. And so far, <laughs> I mean, realistically we've gotten. Yeah. Fluff. We could run through a list of DC movies and I, I have like, I could probably count on one hand of, of movies from that world that have like really impressed me and blow me away. Maybe mm-hmm. even less. Um, yeah, man. I don't know. And this, this Matt Reeves Batman looks like it's going to be something different, but it is something different because it's not even in the DCU. So yeah. it is kind of its own separate thing. So I don't really know. Um, 
everything we've seen so far is just kind of there to me interesting enough because we like these characters and these comic books and everything Mm -hmm. um and i'm with you where i just hope they're going to be good and kind of wait with held breath that they will be but i won't be surprised if they're not yeah and uh, yeah prove us wrong dc (laughs) yeah i would love to be proved wrong on this i want all of these movies to do great i want all of them to be amazing i want content that's just great about these characters so give it to us dc warner brothers we know you're listening give us something good (laughs) eat our advice make our advice just 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 do good just do good and not saying we could do any better but well maybe we could give us a give us a couple million dollars we might be able to make a green lantern movie or something i don't know i just picked one out of my head yeah that you did that you did we did get a trailer stepping away from fandom we'll circle back around probably next week when we get the back half and see what they announced but so far overall impression seems like they're just really showing some teasers dropping little nuggets of information it doesn't really seem to be anything earth shaking at this point in time hopefully that changes in the back half I mean, we do now know Smallville's coming out on Blu-ray, so you know those earth those earth shattering announcements could be coming. They could be closer than we think. Was that everybody? Monica? Everybody start fainting and passing out. Smallville's coming out on Blu-ray. Yeah, we're you know you know we're all still buying Blu-rays, right? Oh boy, oh boy. <laughs> <laughs> but we did get a trailer this week for Scream Five, which I barely knew was a movie until. A couple of weeks ago, I always yeah. heard, obviously, you know, when's the next scream? When's the next scream? What are we doing? What's happening? But then they did announce earlier last week, I think it was, or somewhere in there, they were kind of started doing a countdown. And this week we did get the trailer for Scream 5, which is just titled Scream, set to come out in theaters in January of 2022. And mm. uh, Don, where, where are you with the Scream just yeah. Is, is this a movie that's on your radar? Is that it's a franchise that you enjoy? Just overall kind of where are you at with Scream 5? Scream 5, a.k.a. Scream, rebranded, retitled. Uh, they tend to do that every now and then. Like what we're going to talk about later, Halloween 2018 is just Halloween. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's kind of what they're doing here. I think it's kind of to avoid the five at the end seems a little, I don't know, um, weird to a younger generation like the younger generation might is might just be more interested that it's called scream you know what i'm saying yeah you, you um, know you start throwing five six seven you know you fast and the furious nine well i haven't seen one through eight so i'm not gonna i don't exactly. give a shit about fast and the furious 10 because i didn't right. watch any that i'm not watching 10 movies yeah you're more likely to pull in some new fans by just calling it scream um i don't know my history with scream is one that i look at pretty fondly i've i've seen the first one a bunch of times second one third one a few i still don't think i've seen scream four honestly i think i passed on that one so i don't have much to say on that movie and don't really know what even what it was about um but but this trailer looked cool to me it's it's like kind of uh bringing the old with the new it seems like they're well obviously you know you want to have nev campbell and courtney cox and david arquette they're like the staples of that franchise but you're kind of injecting it with um some new blood still making it like a new teen slasher so you have a whole new group of teens and and some of these faces were familiar to me like i think the uh dennis quaid's kid was in it who's in the boys uh oh yeah he is he is yeah um a couple other yeah 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 
couple other people, but it kind of seems like the plot is years have gone by and now some new generation who probably emulates the ghost face killers from the past is like bringing it back and Nev Campbell gets drawn back in and whatnot. Um, so I'm interested. I definitely want to see it. Scream one played a lot of played heavy into like our idea of horror because I still remembered was that me we me and you saw that in the theater together, right? I the first scream. I think so. I think I we think did. So. I think our I think our moms brought us and uh they sat like way in the back of the theater and me and you kind of sat up close, like scream, yeah, this is cool. I'm interested in this. And uh if you remember going all the way back then, I don't know when that movie came out, like 97 or something like that. But uh, maybe even, I don't know. I'll have to look. I'm a bad podcast. host. I don't have to date, <laughs> but um, <laughs> it was 96, uh, 97, somewhere in there. Yeah. I still remember the opening scene, man, like just did something to my mind. Cause that movie was promoted to be like a Drew Barrymore led film. Yeah she's all over the posters she's the front face on it You're like oh drew barrymore's in this like we know her she's been in a ton of stuff and i mean spoilers but hopefully we've all seen scream by now like she's the first kill in that movie and it kind of just like blew my mind like what like everything they killed drew barrymore in the opening scene and in yeah. like a brutal way like the, the when the ghost face killer finally caught up to her and put that knife in her i was like oh my god what is this movie i'm uh and we're still kind of at a relatively young age and i i hadn't watched a ton of slasher movies growing up so like i wasn't like desensitized to that stuff mm. and it was just kind of like oh my god that was brutal yeah. and what um, is happening right now what is happening in this movie so um yeah i i respect and and like scream as a franchise and you got to wonder if this might you know just be pushing it for those dollars and and going further than they need to but just from the trailer alone it looks fun enough to me to give it a chance and go see uh what do you think what do you think of the screen yeah no i i always like to scream movies i I fall in the same camp as you like i said i remember going to see them with shows with with you as a kid at the dollar theater good old you know glenwood theater seeing the uh scream for a dollar um i remember seeing all of them in theaters three is probably the least watched four i know i saw once i recorded it on sci-fi today to watch it again because <laughs> i don't remember my my nervousness comes with this and whether it's good or bad is this is the only one the first one to not be directed by wes craven mm. um this is you know without any form of his you know guidance you know, input and you know obviously wes craven unfortunately passed away a few years ago so he's really not involved in this one clearly and uh so it's kind of a little like what are they gonna do now it depends you know the longer that the time goes and you know movies change and stuff that was always the thing with scream was hey we're gonna flip the the things that you always see the things like like you just said with the opening movie they're like hey we're gonna do something completely different and we're gonna kill a big star and this is all things that you've never seen then and we're gonna openly tell you about all the rules of horror movies and you know basically twist each one of those so you don't know what to expect and we're going to do everything different and it sounds like obviously that's what they've tried to do with every scream movie is be meta they're like they were the first thing to kind of be meta and talk Mm -hmm. to you the audience and kind of have characters that weren't just stupid always doing the wrong thing or doing what you know when you're sitting in the theater and you're going oh my god why did they go open the door why did they split up why did they do this and scream was that first franchise that wanted to try to do it different and break the mold, which I think in many ways they did. But then of course, now we're up to scream five. Where does that go? But we've had 20 years 
since then, mm-hmm. 25 years since the first Scream, movies have changed. So are they able to bring that back and change now how horror movies are done today? And can you do something different? And that's, you know, yeah. what the verdict will always be with Scream. That's their curse. Yeah, what else can they do to kind of change the game? Even in the trailer there, they kind of show the first or what you assume is one of the first deaths. But Ghostface is sitting there getting in this girl's house by messing with her electronic locks on mm-hmm. on like the phone, like an app, a lock app. And it's just like, oh, my God, that's funny that that's how far it's come yeah. um, that we're living in that world. But at least they're doing it that way. You know, like, well, this is a movie that takes place in 2021, not 1997. So, yeah, we're going to have to make those changes. Um you know is is ghostface going to kill somebody using facebook or something i don't know like you know we'll see and they and they 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 played with some of that in scream 4 cuz like i said i was watching the beginning earlier today and they were so they facebook and they had some of that back then so even 10 years ago and i know if i remember correctly they did a lot with like technology so they had like webcams and different things so you know there's obviously a lot more of that now so i'm definitely interested to see what they do and it's been 10 years so it's it's always nice to sometimes return and hope that yeah. they have some fresh fresh eyes for it and yeah. are able to do the franchise justice without its originator in uh west craven yeah yeah i'm so, i'm excited I'm for it. it looks i mean it we'll looks see. like what it looks like kind of see where they go with it from there I'm with you, buddy. I'm with you. We'll see what happens when that comes out. I'm super excited for that. But that is all our trailer news and everything. We did get one big news story that did drop this week. And it we found out that in Superman, Son of Kal-El comic book here in November. So issue number five, Superman, who is Jonathan Kent in this series, is going to come out as bisexual. And mm-hmm. it as expected everyone had an opinion about it and everybody went to the internet to talk about their opinion on that and share what they think they think and yes it became news this week so we are obviously going to talk about it because superman is now bisexual done yeah and you know what we get to know what everybody thinks because this like i said this is 2021 (laughs) and every single person has a twitter or a facebook or instagram or whatever myspace i don't care what you want to call it but every a podcast person, yeah every, every single person <laughs> we're gonna podcast, do the same thing really. tell you what we think yeah but um <laughs> so you, you you're forced to hear every single person's opinions nowadays which is is what it is yep um i don't know i i don't want to spend a ton of time on this because my thing i mean we do we will but my main thing is that I've always said about things like this. If you don't like it, don't read it. Mm-hmm. If you don't like it, don't watch it. Like it's as simple as that. Um, big picture. I don't know why, you know, people seem to have such an issue with fictional characters, what their orientation is or their race or anything like that like if it's if you're changing a character from a man to a woman like like has happened in comics and people seem to have a big problem with um these are fictional characters like Mm -hmm. these are stories that just happen like people act like as if you're doing something to somebody that is a real flesh and blood person you know or or 
just whatever. And you know what? The majority of the complaints seem to be coming from people who don't even read comic books, mm-hmm. who would never pick up a Superman comic book in the first place, but they feel the need to complain about something just because it's like the in thing to do like us versus you. Well, you can't do this to this because this was always this way. Yeah. That's just, that's just kind of the trendy kind of a thing to do. Like you have to just take a hard stance. It's like, no, you can't change you can't have a black Batman in the comic books. You can't have a gay Superman. You can't change Wolverine from a man to a woman. These are beloved characters. Like I guarantee you the people complaining like that don't read comic books at all. Like, well, And how many of them came across where they were complaining because they were like, no, Clark Kent is with Lois Lane. Yeah. And you're like, yeah, he is. <laughs> this isn't Clark Kent. Yeah, You're like, it's not even, it's not even, they're not even, they're not even, they're not changing the character that you love there this is a character that that i can guarantee you the mainstream media or main a lot of the people outside of comic book circles have no idea even exists how many yeah. people even know that lois and clark had kids how many people yeah. you know i mean now this they have a, a new show that's hitting that and bringing that to more audience which is cool but yeah it's like this isn't even yeah it's superman but that's you know his Superman, yeah, Lois is his mom. So if you want them to be together, you're a little bit weird. You're, you're even weirder. Yeah. Uh, this is Jonathan. Yeah, this is Jonathan Kent. This isn't Clark Kent. Jonathan Kent is a fairly new character uh, in this book that's written by Tom King. He's only been not Tom King, Tom, Tom Taylor. Taylor. He's been around uh, not even very long. So he's a new character you're complaining about, saying like they're changing my Superman. No, it's not your Superman, quote unquote. Even though he's not your Superman. Um, it's a totally new character who can have his own backstory and his, his own way of doing things and his own orientation. Um, so yeah, people out here just shouting Superman, Superman. I get it. He is going by Superman in this book, the same way that miles Morales goes by Spider-Man, but miles Morales isn't Peter Parker. They're two totally different characters. Um, so yeah, man, I don't know. It's just me. I'm just like more chill. I don't know. Yeah. Then it seems like a lot of these people are like, I don't give a damn who, jonathan kent kisses in a comic book it doesn't in like make me feel any type of way that i have to shout from the rooftops like you're destroying comics you're ruining comics like those people just need to get a life and there's and what did you see that variant that some of those variant covers were pretty thirsty though no i I haven't seen the variant covers for this issue yet yeah some of them i'm gonna have to pick up a couple but the thing (laughs) is is there's how many superman books out there right i mean there's three four five i mean there's action comics there's superman son of kal-el there's you know i mean I regular know there's superman yeah. regular superman there's four or five comics so if this one wants to explore a bisexual superman that's played not even clark kent why mm-hmm. not then this can be the book for people who respond who that is can be their superman so let him who cares don't read it go read action comics because that's where this character's father is out saving another planet and doing flying around and doing something else so that can be your superman you know they don't have to you know let him be representative of someone else if we want to have a black superman who comes in which we have from you know other universes to come in and that can be the superman that people who want that and want to see themselves in superman can be so like if it's not for you then don't read it like you said in the beginning it's not that complicated I'm super excited about this one. Um, I didn't realize this was a book that Mm -hmm. came out. I didn't realize until I kind of sent you the link for this story and kind of said, hey, this is going to be fun. And (laughs) um, when they made this announcement and said, I'm sure this is going to go over well. But 
we don't have um so i was excited i i've always loved superman as a character but struggled with sometimes falling into his comics because they get they're all in space they get all over the place there's so much history there's so much story it's hard to know where to jump in what's going on you just start reading and it's all planets and aliens i'm like i don't know what's going on and i end up dropping off even when they do new 52 i have all of the first superman books and just wasn't able to hang in so i was excited for this you told me this was written by tom taylor who did great with nightwing loving how he's handling these younger characters so it just was like okay and this is only at issue three right now four is not mm-hmm. even out yet this is issue five i could jump in into a story arc that i think hits home or you know i can jump right into which i think would be really cool i went to the comic book store i was able to find two and three you introduced me to find comic books on ebay which i'm thinking is going to be a terrible idea <laughs> but i got the first one coming to me on by tuesday so i'm hoping to be able to start reading this and i added it to my pull list and i'm super pumped for this regardless just to have a superman comic i really looking flipping through two and three just the art looks great super yeah. excited for this book and you know to have a Superman book in my pull list again, I'm super excited about. Yeah, I've I've read the first two issues because I started pulling this immediately, knowing it was Tom Taylor and like what he's been doing, and it's been a good book so far. Um, I mean, he's he's young, he's basically like just younger Superman, mm-hmm. and kind of like more on a Superman can never really be street level, but he's more of like a street level protecting Metropolis. Like you said, he's not flying up into space and doing a ton of things yet. Yeah. You don't know where they're going to go, but he's been, you know, he was introduced earlier and he was a younger version of himself. His age kind of got fast forwarded through some weird intergalactic of course, things, whatever, but of course. he had a book. He yeah, he was in a book called super sons where it was like him and Damian Wayne and they I were best friends they're best friends uh which is awesome their dynamic is great i love that but uh yeah man it's a fun book let superman be whoever he's gonna be like the orientation of the character i don't understand the big outcry people just are way too you know pound the fist on pound their fist down for anything that doesn't completely match up with what they think uh, a character should be like i said it's a fictional character it's comic books just let it be fun. I don't know why everything has to be such a big, you know, I don't know, us versus you kind of a thing. And I refuse to let that sink into my fandom, comic book fandom. So that's why I'm just kind of like, yeah, those people just ignore those people. And and as Tom Taylor said, when he was talking about this, he said, I've always said that everyone needs heroes and everyone deserves to see themselves in their heroes. And I'm very grateful DC and Warner Brothers share this idea. And that is kind of the crux of what he wants this character to be. He wants it to be someone's Superman. If it's not your Superman, there's other ones out there, as we said. He wanted this to be someone's and wants someone to see themselves in this Superman. And they already said that this Superman is going after and dealing with issues like border you know, control and climate change and gun violence and street level things and things that are in there. So it's a woke as fuck Superman. <laughs> and <laughs> yeah. if that's not your thing, then that's not your thing, you know, and just it's it's fine to not be your thing if you're not. If, yeah. if you don't want to read that, then yeah, I, I wouldn't. Um, so it's just one of those yeah. things that this is like what you... this Superman is going to be for the foreseeable future. But once again, it's Jonathan Kent, not Clark Kent. <laughs> yeah. Like you said, if you, if you want to read something else that speaks more to you, feel free to do that. Yeah. We're um, always looking for ourselves and our heroes. So yeah, I, I agree with that statement quite a bit. My favorite thing to close off this topic that did come out was of course, we got a 
tweet from an Arizona congresswoman who tweeted out her disgust. Did you see this? I did. I, I actually took a, I took a screenshot of it because I was going to bring it up on here. I didn't. Yeah, it was so funny where she and you might have the full thing. I only have the beginning because I, I that's all I cared about. This is this is from Wendy Rogers, an Arizona uh, congresswoman, or I'm not sure she might be a senator. But the tweet was Superman loves Lewis Lane, period. Hollywood is trying to make Superman gay and he is not. Just rename the new version Superman so we can all know the difference and avoid seeing it. I don't know where to begin with this. <laughs> <laughs> I love that typo. I love that yeah. typo. That's the best typo. That's it's the like, best typo ever. Yeah. Superman loves Lewis Lane. Thanks, Wendy. Um, she also says Hollywood is trying to make Superman gay. This is a, this is a comic book. It's not a movie. Um so we can all know the difference and avoid seeing it. You're not seeing anything. You're reading something like this is just a perfect example yeah. of somebody just wanting to chime in because it's a hot topic at the moment mm-hmm. and like rile up her supporters or, or like rile people up. Like, you know, nothing about Superman. Yeah, she Don't saw, like she saw a headline that said Superman comes out of the closet and she yeah. has no idea that it's a comic book. She has no idea. She clicked on zero articles and did zero yeah. research and she immediately grabbed her Twitter machine and just yeah. typed out her thoughts so we all knew that she's a homophobe and yeah, exactly gonna, gonna stereotype you know yeah homosexuals and you know it's just it's a sad sad tweet that has the best typo that could have ever happened in the world yeah. at that time she not only outed herself as a homophobe but also stupid because you've done no research on what you're tweeting about you're just like you're the problem with twitter yeah. uh just people doing misinformation and just whatever so yeah that that made me chuckle a little bit that made me laugh i enjoyed that and that is how we are going to close out this topic because don it is time for us to dive into our thoughts on halloween kills but before we do that we want to let you know this podcast is sponsored by anchor.fm we're finally here with halloween kills the sequel to danny mcbride's halloween 2018 sequel to the original the what became the h40 timeline versus the h20 timeline versus the cult timeline versus the (laughs) whatever but this one came out in 2018 we followed the original from 1978 then led to the 2018 one and now we're here at 2021 with halloween kills which um, is now streaming on Peacock and is in theaters doing exceptionally well. I think it made a ton of money last night and they're almost saying that it should have um, should make a, a solid killing at the box office, pun intended. (laughs) (laughs) And It should have, um, you know, the legs, this is technically the second of what's set to be a trilogy. And it was extremely obvious watching this, that there definitely will be, like this is very set up is very middle movie is very like hey we're going to save a lot of the good stuff for the last one which is titled halloween ends which is set to come out next year hopefully so, ends hopefully ends hopefully ends but i mean this director creator he's kind of set up this is his trilogy he's doing all three of them and this is his story and this is what he wants to do as david gordon green who directed the 2018 one this one and is set to do the next one so it's definitely he's also a constant collaborator with danny mcbride they did like pineapple express and stuff so he's he they like are working partners uh done a few different things together so kenny powers i really enjoyed halloween 2018 i thought it was a nice like sequel to Mm -hmm. the 1978 john carpenter halloween 
and did something a little bit different, updated a lot of things, but then tried to change stuff. Halloween is one of my favorite. I mean, it is my favorite of like the slasher franchises and big horror, horror bigs. Um, Halloween Kills. So I watched it on Peacock. I know you, you did as well. Um, uh-huh. So it didn't make it to the theater for this one. I streamed it at home because I had that luxury. I really liked this movie with an asterisk. Okay. It's hard, as I said, it's hard to be like, yeah, man, this movie was awesome because I don't feel like it stands well on its own because there's so much set up for what's to come. So, like, I really enjoyed a lot of the things that they started to do, but I have no idea if any of them are going to pay off because we didn't get it in this movie. (laughs) Sure. So that's kind of where it is, where it makes it tricky with this movie to be like, yeah, and I think that's why it's ultimately getting... Review, negative reviews i think it's ultimately not going to hit the way that the last one did just due to the fact that it's a it's a second it's a middle movie you know it's it's a setup it's a complete setup movie for the third one and the finale so it makes it hard to for it to stand alone on its own okay. um which is kind of cool but then frustrating at the same time because i want I wanted a Halloween movie and I don't think I necessarily got it. But with that said, I still really enjoyed it. I was thinking about it. It's like, you know, it's not like a DC movie that I've never thought about again. I, I like even this morning, I'm like, okay. And trying to figure out the story and the mythos and the, you know, that's what I enjoyed about the Halloween movies in general is they always tried to have a story. Horror movies like to sometimes just say, we're going to throw a bunch of teenagers in a cabin and go, Hey, we're going to just murder them all in creative ways and there's going to be no story. And Halloween always tried to have a story. What no didn't always work, but they tried. So it was an interesting watch, but I know you watched this one this morning. what do you think? Hmm. Yeah, I watched it this morning. This is a, so it's all still fresh in my mind Yeah. Uh, as a, you know, this all stems back to what we talked about earlier of me having that 12 hour nap. So I, wasn't <laughs> able to, so I wasn't able to watch it last night. Like I wanted, but yeah, I, I watched it this morning. I'm with you that I really liked 2018 Halloween. Um, I thought that was a really good movie. You know, it wasn't perfect. It had a lot of holes, but it tried to kind of fix some of the problems that a lot of the Halloween sequels have made over the years. Um, I don't like that. It kind of ignored some of the, like I like Halloween two as a movie mm-hmm. and it was, it was acting like that movie didn't happen and every, mm-hmm. all the other ones. So it was it, the, the continuity of the Halloween franchise is very jumbled to begin mm-hmm. with. So it's kind of hard to wrap your mind around some of these like, well, am I supposed to remember this? Am I supposed to remember that? But anyway, that's, that's all just to say that this is a direct sequel to the 2018 movie. It happens in the same night, uh, kind of similar to how Halloween one and Halloween two were with each other mm-hmm. um i thought this movie was terrible <laughs> <laughs> um i did not really like this man at no. all uh i felt like the tonal shift from the 2018 movie to this one was like just jarring to me mm-hmm. and I, I was very surprised at that it being the same director and writer like writing team like i don't know what happened between now and then um to me that just that just like changed um yeah man the tone just felt totally different i didn't feel scared or 
surprise. There were no suspenseful scares. I felt like this movie was just totally going for gore and yeah. body count. When the when I think of Halloween, I think of, you know, the first movie I'm worried about the 2018 movie. I'm worried about Michael Myers. Where is he? Like, is he behind this? Is he behind that? Like, they didn't really play with that that much in this movie. And like going back to the first original John Carpenter Halloween, he killed. That's one of the scariest movies of all time. And it's just based on atmosphere, music, scares. Where's Michael Myers? And he kills three people, Mm -hmm. maybe five. This movie, this dude killed a hundred people mm-hmm. like, and I don't know if that's the way the horror genre has just come now where we have to like the higher the body count, the more, I don't know what it is, but to me, it is just more of a gross out movie than like, uh, he killed that person like this. He shoved a thing through her neck. Look at all the blood. Like to me, that's just not scary. That's just like, ugh, gross. Look away. Like I'm, I was not frightened at all watching this. Yeah. Um, the flashback sequences in this movie were very jarring to me, like going back and forth between, well, this is happening in the 1978, but then we're going to fast forward to, well, this happened in the 2018 movie you just watched. Now we're back to Halloween kills. Now we're back to 2018. And like, it all just kind of got jumbled in the storytelling. Yeah. Um, I'm going to go on a little bit here. It's like this movie also tries to, I feel like it tried to make a commentary to us um, and make us as viewers feel like we're the, we're the bad guys. Like we're the monsters, like a, a commentary on humanity a little bit, uh-huh. like saying, look what this, look what he's done to this town. He's made us all crazy. And we just killed a guy. We just made a guy kill himself. Who wasn't Mike Myers. Uh, what have we become? But like, dude this is just a slasher movie like be more worried about mike myers running around your town than like well what have we done to each other um well yeah and if and if you and if you want to be a message and have that type of thing then you should have uh done a little bit better with the only black characters in the movie and the only homosexual characters in the movie because all four of them were used for comic relief (laughs) (laughs) yeah exactly that too so if you want to have messages in there then you should have basically thought about those characters and gave them a little bit more to do yeah, man. And no, I totally agree with you on that. They, and the, they, some of those characters were just like throwaway, but they want you to care about them, but you don't because they, they haven't shown any heart to me. Um, I don't know. The, a lot of the emotional stuff in this movie doesn't make sense to me as well because, okay, this movie's supposed to be, um, the same night as 2018, right? Yes. So for those who've seen 2018 Halloween, we know that Lori's, daughter's husband is one of the victims he dies for michael myers well this movie's supposed to be the same night like so his wife and his daughter like act like they almost barely feel anything like hey dad just died like an hour ago but you're more worried about like we have to finish this like your your father's dead like it seems like you barely they barely care they barely spend any more time on that and she was just like he's always with us that's something you say when when someone's been dead for like a a year or a month when someone's still grieving not the same not an hour later after he's just been brutally murdered yeah yeah. they never took any time for that they never took any time for that they're they want it to be the same night but they're acting like time has passed and i don't i don't know i don't know how to feel about that um I don't know. I've just been kind of going on and on if you want to jump in, but like, no, I, 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 like- I absolutely understand 
what you're saying because okay. there is definitely like like i said this is not a perfect movie in any way there are definitely mm. holes in it there's definitely emotional jumps that you need to make and dots you need to connect um i agree with you 100 percent because that was part of my problem with the 2018 one which is the like I said, upping the violence and upping the brutality because yeah, I don't remember a hundred percent. I know I just watched it a couple of weeks ago, but I always felt, I remember watching that the first time too, that they went a little bit tortury. They went a little bit more gore and gross where like I said, the original ones were yeah, stab. Yeah. You know, they had their moments, but it wasn't what it was about. And this one definitely upped the ante to 2018 a lot more than the, yeah. um, other one what's funny is if you think about it too like he murdered three people 40 years ago would this town even care right would it have just like is that really that was that really like i was trying to figure out if like because they kept trying to make it seem like this was a thing about the town like the town this this is like this dark cloud that hovers over haddonfield for 40 years and doing this but then when they did talk to other characters there were other characters like younger kids and stuff that were like I don't know anything about that. I don't know anything yeah. about that. So then I'm like, is it not that big? But then you had a hell of a mob that came out that made it seem like it was big. So it was very yeah. confusing. I think I, I liked the fact that they picked this up right after. I liked that they went through and they were picking up the loose ends that got dropped in the 2018 one, like the sheriff that was stabbed that, you know, he just, he got stabbed and left on the side of the road and you never saw him again in 2018. The, the kid that, you know, the boyfriend that got left at the dance and they left that story and they never went back to it. I like that this movie started by picking up those. And I'm like, OK, we're really like same night at it, yeah. same night. And we're going back and kind of tying up some of those loose ends and those characters that got left behind in 2018, which I thought was really cool. But then because they did that, it hurt a lot because then like you like you're saying, there's no time for emotional like to grasp the situation. So now you can say that the daughter, which I can't remember her name. Allison, I think it was. Allison, yeah. So now you're saying like, like you said, Allison's dad just died an hour ago and she's like, Oh, I'm going to kill Michael Myers. And it's like, is it's just a vengeance thing or is this a grieving thing? But they're like, you only had an hour. So where would you be in that? So it's hard to figure out where her headspace is. So you kind of just have to go for the ride, I guess. Um, but yeah, you start asking those questions and it opens some dangerous doors. <laughs> yeah, man. And I just like my stuff to make sense. And so when there's like holes like that, they kind of don't like another example that you just made me think of is um, <clears throat> Lori, who's played by, we all know, Jamie Lee Curtis, like the OG of Halloween movies. That was one of the most exciting things about having her back in 2018. She's popped up here and there in some of them, but this was like her true true return to the role um and she was very heavily featured in 2018 Mm -hmm. she played a real backseat in this movie which i understand it being a um planned trilogy but to me as a viewer i am not interested in your end game what you plan to get to in part three i'm more worried about what i'm sitting here and watching right now yeah and if what i'm watching watching right now is just like a vehicle for you to get to well, wait till you see our final act. You know, that kind of just turns me off a little bit because she was criminally underused in this as I, I understand she's supposed to be healing from a stab wound or whatever that she suffered in 2018 movie. Um, 
but like she's barely in this thing and when she is she's just kind of used as her and the sheriff going back and forth like telling stories like michael is a uh something that needs to be feared and this town doesn't understand and we got to get out there but like beyond that she doesn't really do anything and she's supposed to be like the linchpin that holds everything together of these movies yeah so like her being that much underused i felt was kind of a mistake um and even going to things that don't make sense like her thinking that for the first half of the movie that they succeeded and michael myers is dead but that doesn't make sense to the beginning of this movie where they're showing you guys being transported by uh a car to the hospital and then she sees the fire trucks coming Mm -hmm. so she knows they're going to put out the fire that michael is in and she's like no no how come you didn't follow up on that and, right. and see what happened there instead of just being like he's dead like what that doesn't make that doesn't make he any lost sense. a lot of blood man i mean <laughs> yeah she's confused but just yeah um yeah. i like i liked because they decided to make this the same night i i liked that she they didn't gloss over her wounds from the first one like that they said okay she got fucked up in the last one we can't just have her running around they tried and they gave her that one like badass one line where she's like it takes the pain away and then she stabbed herself with the the (laughs) sheriff's medicine and od'd but like and i would that made me laugh and i was like yeah go get it you know they had a lot of like moments where these characters were like rising up and they were saying badass things and they were getting ready to whoop some ass and then none of them ever whooped any ass um so it was kind of like oh you know i kept getting that like raise 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 oh raise 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 oh you know but i i appreciate that they stuck with that and they didn't let her but i agree with you that it takes a lot of steam out of this movie and as i said in the beginning that's what hurts this movie so much and the only way that you can really make it not come back and bite you in the ass is if they would have done like the matrix did where it's like hey we're dropping matrix revelations in may we're dropping revolutions in november and here's a trailer for revolutions that comes right at the end and like six months later you're going to get the the, the conclusion here it's like we didn't even get a like if we would have got a trailer for ends if we would have got any kind of like thing to kind of say see the conclusion like if you're just a casual movie going member who's just watching this movie expecting a halloween movie that is not what you got right and without knowing that information now if they would have been like hey in march we have halloween ends coming out here's a trailer for it right right as the movie ended then you could be pumped up and you could leave the theater going oh shit that was you know you can you can at least see where it's going and have an idea of what just what you just watched but right now you're just kind of forced to go what was that yeah you know because as as of right now i'm just like to the point where i'm forced to believe this is that was the first half of a long movie that wasn't that great yeah you know what i mean that's what i'm kind of sitting at um yeah and 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 once again it comes down and i this is a pet peeve i have with movies because they do it all the time when they want to you'll see it a lot in movies where they want to have a franchise out of it so they base this whole introduction movie in set up for a sequel. Let's set up for a sequel. Let's set up for the franchise. Let's set up for the next three. So we're going to give a bunch of build. And then nobody goes and sees the first one because no one knows what it is. And nobody knows any of this stuff. So then it gets terrible reviews. Nobody goes and sees it because it gets terrible reviews. And you just kill the franchise. Instead of making a badass first movie. Now, if they would have just made a badass sequel for this, still end it in a way that gets you pumped for a, a, the next one. You can still have a cliffhanger-ish ending. And get pumped for the next one. But yeah, if you need to 
you know, movies need to stand on their own unless you're full on like, hey, this is called Halloween Kills Part One. And like you're throwing it in our face immediately saying this is half of a movie. But there's so much that this third one now has to answer for to justify this movie. Yeah, man. It's like, don't tell me then that there's a movie called Halloween Ends that's coming if you want this movie to because I already knew going in like there's no consequences. Yeah. Like I, I know that there's no Mike Myers might die in this one. She might yeah. might finally get him. He might finally go. Like, well, no, of course he's not going to because we already have a third movie for next year. Yeah. So when you run into stuff like that, it's just like, well, my my expectation level is already at this low bar because I know, well, this isn't the end anyway. Yeah. Like if I already know this isn't the end of it then how excited can i really get well and that and that it comes down to just marketing in general and you know well how much they want to show i mean how many times have we watched movies or trailers give away too much and ruin movies or i mean batman versus superman was pretty much ruined for me just because of their marketing campaign and i hated the way that they did it and gave away so much maybe not when i sat down to watch that movie i absolutely knew the whole thing already because they did literally beat for beat each plot point in the that second trailer and nothing was new for me in that movie because I already saw some version of it in the trailer so I kept waiting for something new to happen and nothing ever did and it completely ruined that movie for me yeah and so I mean that's the problem that they're running into with this is like hey we're going to announce two and three at the same time and now this and yeah it's like you still, I wanted this to be its own standing Halloween movie. And then you mm-hmm. could still have your cliffhanger. You could still have, um, you know, spo- obviously spoilers, um, but you could still kill Karen at the end of this movie and then have Michael <laughs> Oh Myers no, get- not Karen. Yeah. And then you can have, yeah, the, the most telegraphed, like not telegraphed, <laughs> but just like foreshadowed. Like, I'm like, I'm not surprised by this at all. But, yeah. you know, I mean, they could have still done that. And then had him get shot out the window like in 1978 and disappear or something along those lines. Um, but to have like a bookended movie, if that makes sense. Yeah, that's what it should have been. I don't know. And that's just one of the many things, issues I have with this movie. Um, you talked about the Karen. And then so that brings us to the ending. Uh, man. What did you, what did you think of this ending? I thought it was like one of the clunkiest things I've ever seen. Just like a plan laid out to finally take him out. This in, the entire city city of Haddonfield is looking for this guy, looking for Mike Myers. Okay, angry mob, we get it. Angry mob chasing him down. They finally get Mike Myers cornered. Everyone has bats and and knives. And, and then did you see and, that old lady with a fucking iron. <laughs> yeah, she's got an iron people got guns yeah um they finally get him right where they want to beat the shit out of him like she puts a knife in his back now this just might be my issue with the unstoppable nature of michael myers and what it's become he's always been kind of unstoppable but man he is just too damn what is he like is he a is he frankenstein is he is he just like immortal or is he just a man like the the level of the level of unstoppableness i get it they that's what they have to do like he never dies but you haven't explained they haven't explained ever like well why is he that way like how can he if you want us to believe he's just a man who was like a little boy who killed his sister and grew up to be whatever how can you have him be shot six times point blank 
point blank by a revolver which i'm assuming has giant bullets and then yeah. like stabbed in the back of his neck with a butcher knife and then in this little scene where they're kind of cutting around so they don't show exactly how he gets up and how he does this but he manages to kill every single person that was there mob. with his dead body yeah like the camera the way they made the camera work in that was they didn't want you to see how he got the best of this entire group they just want you to know he did yeah you know which is i just think it's kind of like you know deceptive filmmaking like okay you want us to know he's alive and he won but you didn't show me how so it's not believable to me and it's just like i don't know what's crazy is like while they're doing that they have Lori doing this like voiceover talking to the the sheriff hawkins like in the hospital basically saying we've made him more and he's you know trying to they're trying to explain why right so they're sitting there like oh we made him more and the fear he feeds off the fear and they do this and he does that and you're like okay I don't know what any of that means, but okay, you're trying to explain it in some way. And then I was watching something today and they're talking with the director and he's like, well, to me, you know, Michael Myers is a man. And he's, and he completely just like almost debunks all of that. And he's like, he's a man. I think that he's, you know, there's no real supernatural thing about him. He just, you know, is consumed and like really doesn't say anything. So I'm like, okay, you're either trying not to spoil your last movie or you don't know what, you know, what's going on because <laughs> yeah. Like, There's no way he's just a man. He's 61, so he's like a Superman senior citizen yeah. Yeah. who some, who doesn't die by guns, knives, beatings. Uh, I mean, he got. I mean, like, earlier in the movie, he got hit twice with a bag full of bricks, and didn't it didn't phase him at all. Didn't phase him at all. So I mean, and I can look past some of that to a point because it's like I said, you you know, it's like how much do they want you to just look past because you're like, oh, it's Michael Myers, you know, it, oh, it's 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 Jason. We just know he's going to keep coming. We don't know what Jason is. We don't know, you know, anything about him. He just keeps coming and keeps coming, keeps coming. So it's like, I don't know if it's fair to be like, well, I need to know about Michael Myers. I don't give a shit about Jason and his origin, you know, or like why he can, why does, why Michael Myers? So it's, you know, I don't know how much they're basing that on. Like they're just, you just have to roll with it. I understand that. I understand where you're coming from. My thing with it is just, he's been presented as a man. Yes. And a man would die by being shot point blank with a revolver. That was a that's little my point. That's my point. Is and, like, I, and I really thought that that was going to be the end of the movie because, you know, usually at the end of all of these movies, they kill that person, you know, like Jason, Freddie, Michael Myers, it always ends up dying at the end of each one of these movies. And then they, then they have to figure out, Oh, how do we bring them back for the next one? And that's kind yeah. of where I thought it was going to end and then we were going to move on to the next one, but that is not what they decided to do with this one. No, man. I, yeah, they didn't. And, and I don't know, my main argument with this is just, if you want him to be presented as a man, great. Then just don't have him suffer um, attacks that would kill a man. If you want me to believe he's a man, don't have him get destroyed by 20 people and then just stand up and kill them all. Yes. You no, know what I'm I, saying? That's my point. 100% agree with you. Because (laughs) it's like you said, it should have been like the 2018 one. He didn't take on mobs. He didn't take on groups. He came out of the shadows and grabbed people in their home when when they weren't expecting it and they couldn't defend themselves. He just kind of came through. Yeah, he might take a hit here, might take a, a knife here. Someone might get him with something. But I mean, even if you think about the fact that, I mean, even before he even went to go fight that mob, Allison stabbed him three times in the gut. Exactly. That should have put him down. Yeah. If he's just a man. So, I mean, it's like, yeah, I, I, I understand like he is being perceived one way and then 
handled it different. And yeah, it gets, it gets weird on that level where you could have easily kept him away from a lot of that damage. Yeah. Without, yeah, subjecting him to it and then making it seem unwinnable, I guess. Yeah, yeah, that's just the point I'm. Tr- I was trying to make that they're just the ending to me was very clunky. I know they're they're using it as a setup for the next movie or whatever, but man, just as a whole, I did not really enjoy this. Um, it 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 had its it had its moments like you, like you kind of pointed out before. I'm kind of glad it was a direct sequel to 18 is like in the same day i like that feel that same feel from halloween one and two from the 70s mm-hmm. i like that um some of the some of the kills were cool if not a little bit overboard but he did he, they always kind of find unique ways for him to do new things like using a fluorescent bulb to put through a lady's neck which is brutal because i don't like when old people die in movies but um <laughs> uh now do you think yeah, there was anything the, the to in this movie, and I'm, I'm trying to remember if he did it also in previous ones, but in this movie, they kind of made sure you knew that he was like posing these bodies. So like yeah. he would get done killing and then he would position these bodies in particular ways because he killed those people at the park and he put them on the merry-go-round and the swings. He killed that 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 older couple where he nailed the old man to the, the table and left. Um, they had the, the gay couple who lived in his house. Big John and Little John and uh, Big John, Little John. And he posed them exactly like a photo that they had in their house. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, is that, was that something like, once again, does that come back to, and that's, and that's where I think my overall interest where I'm probably a little bit nicer to the film than you are, how you feel, because like, I see, I saw little things like that. And I'm just like, so what does that mean? Is there more? So I'm looking into what I'm trying to find what this movie was, (laughs) Because yeah. I'm like, okay, now was that something? But now it puts such big stakes on the third one because if they don't talk about him posing bodies and he just did it for no reason, then it makes this movie worthless. You know, it's just, it's a yeah. dangerous game to play when you're doing little things and people are going to look for these things and try to figure out what the meaning of this movie is. And they're going to spend the next year dissecting it. And if you don't pay that off in this third one, then you just ruined the whole thing. Yeah, because then they're also adding personality traits to him that were never there like he never played with people he killed after he killed them before yeah he never placed bodies and he didn't didn't think he did yeah he didn't stand there and put 10 knives in someone's back after they're dead just like you're changing like the persona of this character and also in this movie you made a point to make it say you know mike myers has never cared about laurie strode like they thought the whole first 282 movie she was like he's coming after me well then in this movie they made it a point to be like no he's not he doesn't care about that he's just trying to go home or he's trying to be back home so they're they're painting him to be like a mindless killing machine who doesn't care about his victims but then at the same time you have him like playing with his victims after they're dead Mm -hmm. which is going against what we've known him to be and what you're saying in this movie is that he he doesn't care about you or the people he kills. He's a mindless killing machine. Well, a mindless killing machine wouldn't sit there and pose his victims in some kind of. Yeah. So that's, and that's where I'm sitting there. Like, why did you do that then? Like, what is he really like? What is he, what's going on? So this just, this movie asks so many questions and gives us zero answers. And I think that's the overall, I hated the mob thing. I liked the idea of like Anthony Michael Hall, being tommy i love the idea of them bringing back these characters from the 70s 
from 40 years ago and bringing back these characters to like show that they've been fighting, that they've been, you know, dealing with, they've been dealing with this trauma that happened 40 years ago. They're trying to, you know, get over it and then to put them, have them face it. I thought it was a cool idea. Once again, it came, became somewhat sloppy to a point because now if you don't know that, if you don't know those characters, they were trying to show you them and introduce these characters and all these moments from the seventies that may or may not happen. So it gets, can get muddled, especially if you're not a Halloween like fan, if you're not a diehard, this movie had a lot that could go right over your head and become very confusing. Um, but I didn't like when the mob decided to get out of control and yeah, let's chase the other mental patient down. That was a scene. I understand why they did it. It was a fine thing if you want to do it, but there are two problems with it. One, it went way too long. Sure did. Way too long. They could have accomplished the exact same thing in five minutes. It was like the whole like second arc of the movie. Like the yeah, whole middle having of the, the movie. hospital filled with 200 people who are all getting mad and going to chase this yeah. little guy down. Yeah. And it went way too long and it was too big and they could have accomplished the same thing. And then the other problem that comes out of that is this mob, this kill basically kills this, this dude and he's dead. They liquefied him on the, on the concrete. Mm-hmm. And then they're all sitting there like, Oh my God, what did we do? What's happening? And then they're like, oh, Michael Myers is over here. Let's get the mob together and go get him. Like, wait, didn't you just learn a lesson to not do that? (laughs) Then what was the point of teaching us this lesson over here? If then you're going to go do the same thing, but, oh, we got the right guy now. So now it's okay. But it wasn't, you were trying to give us this message that it wasn't okay what you were doing and mob mentality doesn't work. And you had this like, this lesson that these characters are supposed to be learning in this moment and you completely took it away two seconds later to have them go do the exact same thing, but to Michael Myers. So I'm like, what right. were you going for? And it made that whole mob thing pointless because these characters didn't learn anything. Exactly. So what was and the that, point of that? That whole scene ends too. When you, when the mob sees him through the locked doors, cause it's glass and sees that it's a little Danny DeVito looking guy, and <laughs> not Mike Myers. Yeah. I know. Like you guys know that Mike Myers is a six foot five, like, you know, 280 pound giant man not a not a little not a little not a little dude that whole scene ends when they're like oh that's not mike myers let's uh let's calm down a little bit how about yeah i mean i can there's some concessions i can give just you know like step back and look at that scenario mob mentality look at the you know so many of these people were afraid their loved ones were just killed, you know, they're trying to figure out. So I'm like, okay, hear that and the other. But once again, yes, I didn't, I, I didn't need that like side story that took up the whole middle of the movie. Um, no, the way no like I said, done, I, I feel like that long. was, I feel like that was just them trying to make a commentary on maybe mob mentalities a little bit, some mirroring yeah. some stuff we're going through as a society in real life. It was like, let's, let's get real poetic with this scene. Let's, let's turn the mirror around on people and show them like, you guys are, are, you're the ones here seeing this movie. You want you want the 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 gore and the craziness and bad, bad, bad. I I I see what they were trying to do, but like you said, it took up way too much of the movie and uh, ended up being pointless. <laughs> yeah, and that's 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 my problem with it. Is it just yeah, it ended up being don't teach the audience a lesson. Teach the characters a lesson, and then as the audience, we watch those characters learn from that lesson, and we can learn from them. Don't try to teach us a lesson in your movie and then have the characters do the complete opposite of what that lesson is. (laughs) And also just as a horror movie, don't preach the whole movie with your characters is the idea is we have to attack him as a group and be a group and everybody splits up and that's how they die anyway. 
Yeah. They, they, the whole movie, they're like, stick together, stick together. And almost every single one of them died because they split up. Yeah. Like, I know, I know horror, horror movie characters are supposed to be dumb, but people in this movie were extra dumb. Yeah. And we just talked about that when we were talking about Scream earlier. So, yeah. It's there. This movie, like I said, I liked it, but there's an asterisk at it, as I said in the beginning, just because I don't know what it was supposed to be. I don't know what it's supposed to mean. I don't, there's so many just in the air questions that I have for this movie that I, it's hard for me to just be like, oh, dude, it was so good because I don't know if it was good. I have to wait for a whole nother year and a whole other movie to pay this one off. I can watch Halloween ends next year and be like, Oh my God, they did all of this stuff. Halloween kills is so good because they, they set up this movie that ended up doing that. But if they don't do that, then both movies are going to suck. Yeah. Cause if they can't pay this movie off in the last one, then this movie is no good. Yeah. I mean, I'm trying to think of examples of trilogies where the middle movie was bad and maybe the the first one and the third one were good. But I have to imagine when I'm thinking of a trilogy and if the middle movie is bad, I just know the middle movie was bad. I won't ever be like, well, the trilogy was good. I'll be like, it was pretty good as a whole, but that middle movie sucked. And like, to me, that's just what I'm going to always think. Like, I appreciate Halloween 2018 as a standalone movie. I wasn't worried about kills or ends or this being a trilogy. I just respected that movie for being reinventive with the whole, you know, Mike Myers, Haddonfield environment and everything like that. Um, But if I'm just looking at this movie as a standalone, what it is, I just got too many problems with it to say it was a good movie it just uh didn't do it for me man and I'm, I'm hoping a lot for that maybe they can redeem themselves with the next one um i'm, I'm a glutton for punishment so even though i didn't like this one I'll, i'm definitely gonna watch it to see how it ends but yeah. we'll see yeah it like i said it's 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 a tricky movie to talk about um i did like i said i think i enjoyed it more than you but yeah, that's okay like i that's said fine. there was an asterisk added for that did you have anything else on halloween kills the new movie now streaming on peacock no nah, man we love we love michael myers so it's good it's fun to see him back in action just to see him on screen is always fun um i even like you know i i can if a bad halloween movie and there's a lot of them is just on tv i can leave it and sit there and watch because it's mike myers walking around man who doesn't like mike myers if you're a horror fan you hear that music and it still gives you chills you still definitely up so it was it was cool to have a new halloween movie it's definitely if you're a fan of the franchise i'm sure there's still something in there that you were going to enjoy but once again this was really set up for the third and the verdict's still out on whether or not it was worth it yeah i'll agree with that we'll have to wait and see we will wait and see, but we you won't have to wait and see for our next episode because it'll be next week. Don't know where I was yeah. going with that. We'll talk about, we're going to wrap up our Halloween week, our Halloween month, I guess. It'll be our last episode of the Halloween conversation, and we're going to talk about a lot of classic horror icons, and I'm sure Michael Myers will work his way back into that conversation but I think that's going to wrap us up for this episode of the Raise the Geek podcast. We want to thank you guys for sticking around. Make sure if you want to join the conversation, you like and subscribe on all podcasts and social media services. If you want to join the conversation, hit us up on Twitter at Raised a Geek or shoot us an email at raisedageek at gmail.com. But until next time, I'm Chris. And I'm done.
And thanks for listening to the Raise the Geek podcast. Where we all speak geek. <laughs>